Every day, an email goes out to leaders in New Hampshire's mental health system. It gives an updated count on the number of people in immediate need of inpatient psychiatric care, but are being denied that care because of a shortage of beds in New Hampshire hospitals. On February 20th of this year, that email contained a staggering number. 68 adults and children were being housed inside hospital emergency rooms and hallways because of a lack of available beds. It was a new high. Three years ago, a major lawsuit against the state and resulting settlement was supposed to fix this problem. But people with mental illness continue to lack support. Now, New Hampshire lawmakers are again proposing a plan to increase services. As NHPR's Todd Bookman reports, it may not be enough. In New Hampshire, it's not all that often that a sitting governor shows up and testifies, comes before lawmakers, and tells them why a pending bill should or shouldn't be passed. It's absolutely unacceptable, and it's unconscionable that we have let it go along this long. Governor Chris Sununu, though, did just that recently in support of House Bill 400. To be blunt about it, these problems could have and should have been addressed long ago. And I can't speak for previous administrations, but I can tell you in my first 100 days here, it has come to starking light to me just how um, problematic, how much in disarray our mental health system truly is. Disarray wasn't always the norm. In the 1980s and 90s, New Hampshire had one of the top-rated mental health systems in the country. But underfunding, chronic staffing shortages, and growing need have stretched resources thin. The number of inpatient beds has fallen, and the wait list to see a counselor runs hundreds of people deep in some areas of the state. Justin Lucer works in the Behavioral Health Unit at Portsmouth Regional Hospital, where patients in need of psychiatric care often languish in the emergency room, some for days, due to a lack of psychiatric beds. It's the hardest thing, I think any of our clinicians would, would say this, to meet a patient, assess a patient, and then tell their family and the patient that they have to sit and wait. And there's no beds available to them. It is a problem that is unique to any other medical diagnosis. You know, we would never withhold that um, for anything else. That disparity in care led to a major lawsuit against the state filed on behalf of patients. In 2014, there was a settlement, with New Hampshire pledging to invest more in community-level treatment. While that money continues to flow, it still isn't meeting the demand. This new bill seeks to add roughly $10 million more dollars, and it does so in three areas. First, it will fund 20 additional hospital beds aimed at treating the sickest of the sick. There's also money for 40 or so community beds. These are apartments or group homes for people who don't need hospital-level care but aren't ready to be on their own. And third, money for more mobile crisis units. In clinical terms, we do what's called a lethality assessment. In normal layman's terms, it's we're asking questions about safety. Megan Parnell helps manage the mobile crisis unit for Riverbend, a mental health clinic in Concord. It's one of three in the state. Their hotline takes in calls from people in distress or their loved ones. The phones never stop ringing. Oh, boy. Um, so we actually track calls that come into our triage line. Um, so in February of 2017, we got 317 of those calls on our 24-hour psychiatric crisis line. After completing the assessment, the team determines if someone needs emergency room care or if they can be diverted, that is, kept safe outside of a hospital setting, which is cost-effective and more humane. The plan backed by Governor Sununu would create two more of these teams, and along with the new inpatient and community beds, may seem like a large investment. 
But advocates caution it's not enough. There's no magic bullet. It's all just part of a bigger puzzle. Jay Kucher is CEO of Seacoast Mental Health. She praises the legislation, but says the state isn't addressing one of the biggest issues plaguing the system, what's called the Medicaid reimbursement rate. That's the money the state pays mental health providers for routine counseling and case management work. The reimbursement rate hasn't been increased since 2006. I do also think that it's critically important that we get adequate funding to support the community-based services that really provide the outpatient infrastructure. Without this basic infrastructure, counseling wait lists will continue to grow, care will get delayed, and patients will spiral. Kucher says there's still hope lawmakers will address that issue in the next budget. But until then, this legislation for mental health advocates is at least a good start. For NHPR News, I'm Todd Bookman.